Welcome to the Lost Disney Nerds podcast, episode two. My name is Jen. And I'm Drew. And today, we are we have a super fun episode in store for you. Uh, we just did our little introduction, and then we're going to go into some news stories from Drew, because he's the news guy on here. We have a couple just minor updates from news that we talked about in the last episode. Um, some things just recently came out that we think we should touch on, but it won't be as long as the last one, I promise. And then we'll go into our topic. Our topic today is Disney favorites. So Drew and I are going to take turns asking each other, what is your favorite blank? And it's all things Disney, and we'll both give our answers, our responses, and some of them might need some backup or maybe a story or just some explanation of why it's your favorite, and we'll dive into that. And we encourage you to play right along with us. So either think of it in your head, write it down if you really got the time, write down your favorites, because we do want to hear your answers. At the end, I will give our social media and we would love for you to reach out to us, connect with us, and tell us some of your favorites and whys. Maybe if you agree with us, maybe if you disagree with us. And we could possibly give you a shout out and talk about your responses in the next episode as well. So, without further ado, I will hand it over to Drew to talk about the news. All right. So we have some updates now from the previous episode, uh, such as Rise Resistance they have changed the time periods now to get a boarding pass. They split them up. Uh, it used to be 10, 1 o'clock, and 4 o'clock, I believe. Now it yeah. is just 10 and 4. Um, they're doing it because it's just harder with also trying to keep up social distancing to try and get all these people through. So they're trying to just cut back a little bit. Uh, Florida residents are now going to have a huge discount heading their way with Disney Magic Flex tickets. Um, it'll be $130. It's a two-day ticket. So when you break it down, it's only $65 for two days. That's ridiculously cheap. God, why don't I live in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, a little update on Pirate World they have taken down the ride vehicles. I, I was hoping that they might change their mind or something could like just some miracle could happen, but yeah, they are, they're really moving forward fast. Actually, I'm kind of surprised and yeah, it's uh, it's going away for good. I am sad about this. I don't know if I talked about this much in the last episode. I'm thinking right now, but I am very sad. i Loved it. And I know it was a cheap carnival ride. Although I don't like Chester and Hester's. I did only go over there just for Primeval World. And I really did think they were either going to like spice it up or bring it back. But now it's uh, it's dug its grave and it's gone. It's joined Rivers of Light. <laughs> Good riddance to Rivers of Light. I'll make that note. But Primeval World, I'm sad. Uh, one other thing that I just wanted to actually say here, I totally forgot about. There is a rumor, um, it was in some booklets already, 
uh, Galaxy's Edge might be doing some holiday overlays from what I've seen. They might be doing a it's going to be called a Black Spire like celebration day to celebrate the anniversary of Black Spire's foundation. That's the name of Galaxy's Edge, the outpost. So it's going to be on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you, possibly. And I know they're going to try and do Life Day, which was from the really bad animated holiday special that was like so far off from what Star Wars is. But they want to try and do something with Christmas. And there's another one. I forget what the name is, but they're going to try and do a Halloween overlay as well. So, I mean, those are still rumors. We don't know yet, but it's kind of showing that there might be some changes coming. That sounds exciting. I'm not really, not very educated about the uh, animation or the animated show that you're talking about with Star Wars. Um, And I'm not very educated about the... uh, I already forgot what the name was, the outpost you talked about that they would be recognizing on May the 4th, but um, it sounds cool, especially like the space Galaxy's Edge has and just the potential. I think they could do really cool stuff in there, so I'm glad. Hopefully coronavirus doesn't screw this up either. All right, so any more news, Drew, or can we go into our topic? No, that's the news right now. I mean, it's constantly updating. So if some of this stuff changes in the meantime, we'll try and keep you posted. But I, it's almost a daily thing that some something new reopens, new social distancing rules. It, it's crazy right now. I totally agree. So now we can dive right into our topic. Our Disney favorites. Drew and I have a list in front of us that we're going to go off of. And we're going to both give our response. And like we said, we encourage you to play right along with us. And this is probably going to take us a while, so we might as well go right into it. So, Drew, to kick off our favorites episode, the most basic Disney first question, what is your favorite park? It's always so hard for me to narrow it down because there's so many things I love, but I think Hollywood Studios still, um, just for nostalgia, because that was my favorite park as a kid. There's almost nothing left from it when I was a kid. There's been huge updates and changes. But the things that still are there just immediately just remind me of, you know, being little and how how excited I was. So what's your favorite park, Jen? I am right along with you, Drew, and my favorite park is Hollywood Studios as well. Um, I just it wasn't my favorite part as a park as a kid it as a kid I was a Magic Kingdom girl Um, as Hollywood Studios was still MGM I liked it but I just liked Magic Kingdom a little more but I know a lot of people are a little disappointed in what Hollywood Studios are turning into but I personally love it and I think they're doing really well even if it's not necessarily a cohesive theme that people want i think the areas that are in there like toy story land and galaxy's edge even though it might not exactly fit it's still really awesome and they've done a phenomenal job with detail and everything about those areas and just everything else 
about Hollywood Studios I love. And I feel like, I don't know, this might be just a me and my family thing, but every time we go to Hollywood Studios, especially the last like three years, we've found something new or we found something that like we haven't done before or we haven't noticed before or like we just do something that to spice it up a little bit or to like something like, oh, we usually don't have time for that. Let's do it now. We always find a new thing in Hollywood Studios. So I'm always loving that too. Like, oh, just another thing to love about Hollywood Studios. So that is my favorite park as well. Okay, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite extinct ride? <sighs> yeah, before this episode, Drew and I actually had to like talk about what extinct rides are. And like, because I obviously I have some in mind, but we literally had to sit here and like walk through it but i'm a little nervous for this not gonna lie because i don't think anybody's gonna agree with me but my extinct my favorite extinct ride (laughs) is stitch's great escape (laughs) i'm sorry but okay that needs to be broken down what what i know but Listen, I just, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, you know, like, first of all, I love Stitch. So I'm already on the Stitch, first of all. Second of all, I do have a couple, like, memories linked with, like, my family and Stitch's Great Escape, especially me and my dad. Um, So that might be a little personal bias, um I do have some memories linked to that so like I always have happy memories thinking about Stitch and so when it left some memories left with it so I was pretty sad um and I don't know I just I kind of liked the setup and like what the story was you know like I understand that they could have done a lot better and they could have at least updated between when it came out and when it closed down but I don't know I just I thought it was kind of cool that you sat there and you were kind of locked in and it really felt like how he like tickled you and he was like breathing on your shoulder and like those speakers in your ears like like I thought it was cool that they played with your senses because when you can't see anything like it really does like when you can just hear and it's completely dark it really does feel like stitch is like on your shoulder because that speaker is right in your ear and he's like sniffing you and i always got the chills when he sniffed me and then they would like do like the chili dog breath or whatever that's a little memory my dad and i always laughed so hard at that like the chili dog thing Obviously didn't actually smell like chili dogs, but it was pretty darn close, and we just thought that was funny. We were making fun of it, but it was funny. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't know. I bought into it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yes, they definitely could have done updates, and with the technology they have now, I feel like they could have like really vamped it up and did create more crazy effects and like really got into it, but they didn't. And I know, like, majority of the population is okay with this, that it's gone, and it's got no room to improve. So, like, I don't know. I do miss it, though. I do miss it. And 
stand my ground and say that it's my favorite extinct ride and I'm sad. I will say <laughs> this. Like I, this is embarrassing. I can remember the first time like going on it and like afterwards like I was super excited by like the idea that like oh Stitch picked me. Like that was so crazy and like my <laughs> mom didn't have the heart to tell me like straight away like that's for everyone. So like I'm like, "Oh my god, I got picked." <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, I that's that's my support and I know if somebody's out there that liked Stitch's Great Escape as much as me, please reach out because I do need a friend on this. I'll stand my ground and I'll say my words, but if I can find somebody, that would be awesome. But yeah, I miss it and I'm proud. <laughs> so what is your favorite extinct ride? Well, I'm sane, so I'm going to say the great movie ride. <laughs> Whatever. I was heartbroken when they made that announcement. It was almost out of nowhere, the announcement. Yeah, it was. Like, they just did, like, that revamp with um, Turner Classic. And so I thought, okay, that means that, like, they really want to give it a few more years, at least. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, we're, we're done. It's a wrap. And yeah. I, I remember, like, I was so ready to just, like like slip away for like the weekend call off work and everything be like all right uh i can like i can financially survive like just a day to like, just keep riding that ride yeah like, i i still hold on to my shirt that it, it's uh the great movie ride uh tribute shirt that they coming out with i wish i would have got one yeah i had the annual pass one for some reason i got a hold of it and I I remember, like, the last time I went to Disney, like, there were, like, at least a few people that also were wearing that same shirt around Hollywood Studios as me. And it was just, like, that little, like, head nod of, like, I understand you. <laughs> we're, we're in on this together. R.I.P. Yeah, how come they didn't make any tribute shirts for Stitch's Great Escape? Because <laughs> I'd be wearing that. <laughs> Um, no, I totally agree with you. This was definitely like in my, I will to lower my insaneness a little bit. This was on my mind and this almost like beat out Stitch's Great Escape. But honestly, I actually kind of figured that yours would be the great movie ride. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be the same. So I stood my ground on Stitch, but I do totally miss it, and it was a hit, and it was a hard hit, and I just think, like, it fits so well with, like, the Chinese theater, because the Chinese theater is movies, and it was a movie ride, and, like, Mickey and Minnie's right now does not fit into that as well, but that's a whole nother topic that we could get into, but it, the Chinese theater kind of lost its purpose and lost its, like, symbolization when that left, so I... Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, I can have a whole discussion about what what they could have done instead, and I it's uh, it'd be a long one. So we're gonna save that. <laughs> um, but so now, keeping on the extinct theme, 
I will ask Drew, what is your favorite extinct show? So not a ride, but like a show. And this can include parades, fireworks shows, maybe a theater sit-down show. Anything. What's your favorite extinct one? This one was hard for me just because like a lot of the shows I love are still here, thankfully. But I'm going to go with Main Street Electrical Parade. It was so much yeah. fun, and I do miss it. And I, I hope that there is going to be some kind of nighttime parade back at Magic Kingdom again. Me too. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So what's your favorite Extinct show? Mine is, and some of you may not know what I'm talking about when I say the name of this. If you do, you're a G. Um, show is actually celebrate the magic so this was a castle projection show and it played before wishes so when wishes was out it was like the little like pre-show like when this turned on everybody gathered and you knew wishes was coming on after but i absolutely loved the soundtrack to celebrate the magic that's what really reeled me into it and the movies that were on there being represented, loved all of them. The Lion King segment, that soundtrack is like, like I get down to that little segment of the <laughs> castle show. Um, and I remember that's when Frozen first came out. And um, they included an El- they added an Elsa segment in there. And I remember the first time, well, it probably wasn't the first time actually, because, you know, but like, the Elsa segment, the Let It Go segment was fairly new in this show and like Frozen just came out and I remember she popped up on there and everybody started freaking out because they were like, yeah, Elsa, like we love Frozen because that's when Frozen was really popular. Um, And I remember that and I loved that too because I was on the bandwagon of loving and obsessed with Frozen when it came out. Um, So it was awesome when they but I love the soundtrack so much. I listen to it when I like am doing homework or if I'm just chilling. That will be one soundtrack that I'll definitely listen to. And I was really sad. I don't know why they can't have a pre-show to happily, happily ever after. Makes me a little sad. But I know they have like the after, like that once upon a time after show kind of thing. Like I've seen that once. That's pretty good. But not as good as celebrate the magic to hype up wishes that was coming. But I really miss it, and that's my favorite extinct show. Yeah, I'm a sucker for any like projection shows that they do on pretty much anything there. I don't know why. Like, no matter where it is, I'm just like this is just amazing. I, I, I like people. Like, my family makes fun of me every time just because like you got way way into into this. All right, so we want to change it up a little bit. What is your favorite movie? And we're going to first start with just favorite Disney animated movie. My favorite Disney movie is Princess and the Frog. Um, do I even need to give an explanation? Princess and the Frog is just A plus material. It's a great story. The animation, the soundtrack is so good. And... I just love it. Princess Tiana is strong, independent woman. I love her. Um, yeah, it's my favorite movie. I watch it whenever I'm 
Like, literally, whenever I'm sad or if I have a bad day, like, I will watch Princess and the Frog because it instantly puts me in a good mood and it instantly motivates me to do great things because Tiana is like, get up and go work for what you need. And I'm like, yes, yes, I will. And it always puts me in a really good mood and the soundtrack always puts me in a good mood. So, yes, that is my favorite movie. What's yours, Drew? I I would say Prince of the Frog as well. I mean, I really, really love it. Um, but to not be the same completely, I'll throw an underrated one that I love that gets no, no attention. And that's Treasure Planet. I adore that movie now. I I, I didn't see it when it first came out, just like everyone else. <laughs> uh, but looking at it now, it is so, so good. The animation is beautiful. I mean, the story is so much fun. Uh, like I said, it's highly underrated. I would suggest for anyone to check this out. And I mean, the, the ending just, it it hits. I, mean, I can't say anything else. It hits. I've never seen Treasure Planet. And ever since I like met you and we started this, you've talked about it multiple times. So... It's definitely, I need to go watch it. Well, and... I, I'm getting it out there. I am going to make this movie a thing. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. If ever hearing about it, it is good. So I will definitely check into it. But I believe you on it too. Because if you're a fan of Princess and the Frog, then you must have good movie taste. So Treasure Planet must be good. It's actually by the same directors. Really? Yeah. That's the, that's the only Disney movie that they made that was non-musical. Yeah, I'm deaf. Let's see. Ooh. Uh, now, we did the favorite Disney anime movie. Let's go to the favorite Pixar movie. This one's harder, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, one pops into mind, and I have my favorite right off the bat. My favorite Pixar movie is Inside Out. <sighs> it's, it's a little underrated. I wish it wasn't, but it is. But I, well, first off, I'm a psychology major, so I was a total nerd over how they did things. And when I found out that Disney actually like brought in like psychologists and um, neuroscientists to like get down what actually happens in the brain and to recreate it into like a movie. I was just, I was floored by that because, I mean, Disney always goes the extra mile, but I was like, oh my God, this field of study right here, like, this is so cool. And like, you can teach so many lessons with this movie. It portrays in like the most positive and kid directed way. It actually displays like depression and the multiple stages of depression so well like Riley actually becomes depressed and like she goes through the common symptoms of especially like a youth in depression and it can raise awareness to that but also like if you totally want to just throw that all away and you don't want to think about it that hard like I do it's just a great movie and um sadness uh, why can't I think of who's who plays Sadness? She's in the office too. She's I can't think of her Phyllis name. Phyllis in the office. Yeah, I, I was yeah. gonna say Phil's, and that's the only thing I know her as. Um, but yeah, she does a phenomenal job as Sadness. I love her. Um, 
and it's just, it's a great movie it's funny it's bright it hits all the emotions as it should because it's a movie about emotions so that's my favorite pixar movie oh take her to the moon for me joy oh <gasps> stop <laughs> oh, <my> god <laughs> oh i i talk about his death i'll <laughs> start crying i can remember like um a friend of mine like i kept like going on like like yeah like i'm not that sensitive and then he's like okay really and he showed me the scene of um when joy figures out why sadness exists and like i genuinely start crying <laughs> like yes like riley was sad and that's that's okay and i know that i am an adult but for some reason i need that <laughs> you need that affirmation yeah there's like there's it's so like like i said it goes through emotions like you can be so happy at one point in that movie when like joy's hopping around and stuff but then there's like three or four scenes in the movie that hit so hard and i i cry at all of them every time and it's yeah it hits you um so what is your favorite pixar movie then drew like this is so hard because there was like a, a little time period where like they were just hitting it out of the park, like really hitting it out of the park. Like from like two thousand seven to two thousand nine, it was just back to back. Uh like mm-hmm. they did Ratatouille, Wally, and Up all within that time frame. And great uh, years for Disney. Like I'm I'm gonna say Ratatouille, but it's almost interchangeable between the three. It really is for me. Um, I I love the, the you know the actual Ratatouille scene in there uh, when he drops the pen. <laughs> yes. And I I just I, I don't know, for some reason that message just sticks with me. The idea of just uh, like your only limit is like your soul kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, the and it's just so such a well animated movie that appreciates the subject matter, like you were saying. Like it, like it's one of the most detailed cooking movies. Mm-hmm. Like you, like there are actual cuts and burns and on their hands that are accurate. Yeah, I I agree. It's a good one. I haven't seen it in a very long time, actually. But it's, I will agree that it is too underrated, but hopefully the new ride hypes it up a little more. But I agree, it's really good animated, brings up detail, and it has a good story. So, diving into a little more detail of the movies, Drew, what is your favorite movie soundtrack? I am, I am really bad at favorites. That's what I'm realizing throughout this. Because it's so hard to narrow it down. Like It is. Like you have Tarzan with Phil Collins going way too hard <laughs> for an album. Of, uh, uh. <laughs> and then you have Hercules that went with gospel for a Greek yep. tragedy. I, I, I don't even know how that works, but it does. They always make it work. And then there's Princeton the Frog, where they pick the most New Orleans 
people to actually be like be involved in it. I mean, Doctor John does does the intro song of Down in New Orleans. Yeah, don't even get me started on the Princess and the Frog soundtrack. <laughs> like it's so perfect. Um, I'm going to have to say Princess and the Frog only because like I listen to almost there a lot, like way too much. Mm-hmm. Like especially if I'm trying to save up and like get hyped for like a Disney trip, that's the go-to song. Yes, that is a really good song to hype yourself up to. Like I said, when I'm sad or if I need motivation, that is the song I'll also listen to and dig a little deeper. Those two songs that makes me feel myself and I'm like, yes, I am I'm so good at everything I do and I'm about to go change the world. <laughs> so uh, what's your favorite soundtrack? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, I love the soundtrack to Princess and the Frog, but um, to keep it not exactly the same, I will give another soundtrack that I absolutely love. And that is, I know we said we weren't going to talk about live action till later, but I figured I can throw it into here because it's just the soundtrack, not necessarily my favorite live action remake. But the live-action Beauty and the Beast soundtrack is so good. Like, Emma Watson is a goddess, first of all. I mean, you got Josh Gad in there doing LeFou and his the Gaston song he does so good at. And I don't know, like, I hate doing this, but, like, I hate doing the thing where like I listen to things or I watch things before I actually go experience them. But this was one of those ones where before the movie came out, the soundtrack came out and I caved in and I listened to the soundtrack before the movie. Usually I don't let myself do that. And I like, cause like my friend texted me and he was like, dude, you got to listen to it. It's so good. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll listen to it. I think I only allowed myself to listen to, like, two songs. I listened to the whole soundtrack. But I listened to Gaston, and I was like, oh, my God, I am in for it. This is going to be so good. I just fell in love with it instantly. And I love the the voices. I love the reprises are so good in this movie. And there's a couple thrown in there. The Days in the Sun song is a really good addition that's not necessarily in... Uh, the animated one, but I do love that song. It's one of my favorites on the soundtrack, but I could go on for hours, but it is really good and I love it. And that would have to be my favorite movie soundtrack. I'm okay with the soundtrack and I still think I like the original better, but Mm -hmm. um, not part of the soundtrack, but just actually part of like the actual sequence in the movie going tied to the uh, tied to the music. I like that Gaston's song is pretty much bought by LeFou in this mm-hmm. version. It's a bribe pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Like, I love that little detail. They're like, no, none of these townspeople are actually like him. It's just money. <laughs> yes, I guess Gaston is my favorite song on the soundtrack. Just like how LeFou takes it over and Josh Gad does it phenomenal job at it so all right so this is going to be a few but we're going to start off with favorite characters and we're going to start with 
favorite princess? Hmm. This is a tough one. I have two in my mind. <sighs> and I gotta make a decision. Um. You know, I'm gonna go with this. Um, my favorite princess, some might not call her a princess, but I do, is Moana. Um, I was going between Tiana and Moana. Funny. Um, but I just, I really like Moana's look, first of all. She's just like a goddess. Um, and she gives off a really good personality and a really good message to, like, go do what you need to do. You're the best. I mean, it is that not every Disney movie lesson in the end? I know, but Moana has this really strong, confident aura like that's fairly sticks out from others. And I just love her. I love like the water and like swimming. That's just a little personal thing about me. So like she already fell into that category of I love her. And yeah. She's my favorite Disney princess. Uh, that was going to be my, my pick because I didn't want to just keep saying Prince <gasps> and the Frog for every <laughs> every favorite. Gotcha. And I got to think. Unless you want to go with Tiana. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with Rapunzel then. Next. So. I really. I, That's a whole discussion. But yeah. Yeah, I really love Rapunzel um, throughout. I love her songs in that movie in particular. I think that that's that's another favorite of my soundtracks. Like, um, I mean, Mandy Moore is so good in there, and I mean, I I listen to "I See the Light" way too many times. I'll say that too. <laughs> yeah. I do too. And uh, when will my life begin? That's like a morning song that I'll listen to sometimes when I need to like wake up a little bit and sing. I'll listen to when will my life begin, even though I'm not actually trapped in a tower. I, oh, like, uh, oh that, that to it. should be the uh, Disney anthem for quarantining. <laughs> yeah, it should. Um, so then moving on with our favorite characters, our next little subcategory is favorite Disney villain. So who's your favorite villain, Drew? <clears throat> uh animated, I would still say Dr. Facilier, the Shadow Man. Uh but one that doesn't get mm-hmm. like any love is the live action Jafar like uh from Aladdin. I love like, I could do a deep dive on that character. I love the fact that in that version, he actually has connections to Aladdin himself. Like, he was a thief. He did come from nothing just like him. He was a, a street rat, you know, but he wasn't a diamond in the rough. He, like, he sought power for power's sake, and it ended up destroying him. Yeah, I I agree. I, I've never really looked at him like that. Um live action Aladdin wasn't a favorite for me so I didn't get too into it but that I do believe that character is portrayed pretty well in there so I will agree with that what's your favorite villain 
my favorite villain is Maleficent. Um, I just, I like her, first of all, and just, like, her... Or I use this word already, but her aura she portrays is, like, mischievous, but also, like, smart and kind of cunning. And especially with, like, her own movie, like, I kind of started liking her more when I saw Maleficent itself. And I like how they gave her a story in the first place. Knowing, like, her more of her backstory and stuff makes me more, like, into it and, like, getting to know her. And... I do love her. I haven't seen the new Maleficent Mistress of Evil. I've been meaning to, but I haven't been able to sit down and watch her. But I really want to because I love Maleficent. Um, but, yeah, she's my favorite. Like, I'm okay with Maleficent. I I like the uh, movie, like Angel- Angelina Jolie movie. And that was okay. Um, but the design is really cool. But, I don't know, the, the character is just kind of eh for me. Like, the actual... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it is a movie that isn't as recognized, and I understand why. Like, I'm not going to straight out say it's as underrated as, like, Ratatouille would be, because Ratatouille deserves way more. And I'm not going to say that Maleficent deserves, like, the best or anything like that, because it wasn't, like, the greatest of all movies, but it just made me kind of lock into... I liked Maleficent before, and then the movie getting to her backstory just locked me in a little more so that's kind of what that movie did for me I can understand that um, so what's yeah. your favorite hero oh it's hard to be like what defines as a hero I, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that's what I kind of struggled with with this one I was like who really is like a hero like Anybody who conquers a I villain or their hero. I swear, if you take my like, answer for this one, I might yell. Go on. I, I feel like I'm going to, and I kind of feel bad because this one pops up in my mind right when I even look at it. And uh, hang on, give me a, give me a little bit. Let me keep thinking for a little bit in case I have a different one. Um, so. I will give my backup on this. And I don't know how you define a hero, but I think she's a hero. I'd have to say my favorite hero is Judy Hopps from Zootopia. <laughs> I personally think she's a hero. Um, and I just, I Zootopia is one of my top movies to begin with. And like I said, I'm I'm a sucker for like messages and what the movie what it's sending out to people and I think this sends a good message anyway but I love her personality and her character and her little she's a little bunny and she just hops around she's always so happy but she also recognizes when she did the wrong thing too which I love like she went and she was like you know I'm supposed to be helping people and actually tore them apart so I don't deserve this like she didn't get that selfishness or anything like I love that little part in the movie where she goes and like turns herself in and like technically because like she was talking innocent but she also recognized it and she recognized that she wasn't ready like she thought she was and took a little break and then it ended up helping her in the end because she went back and saved Zootopia so I'd say she's a hero and she's my favorite 
Yeah, I I didn't even think about Zootopia. I don't know why. I really like it, but for some reason, I keep forgetting that movie exists so many times. <laughs> it is. It's easy to like forget. Like I saw it three times in the that. theater. Like all together, because I paid for like my family multiple times. I bought like nine tickets to that movie, and I still can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's overlooked, and but I love it. So, let me hear your favorite hero, and I want to know if I was about to steal it or not, too. <laughs> Maui. No. Okay. Oh no, I wasn't. What I was thinking of. But I, I love him. I, I, lo- I first of all, I just love the tattoos. I'm a big tattoo person in general. I have a few already. Um, but mm-hmm. just to, and your welcome is so good. And um, yeah, just his like little discussion, like his little down moment when he's talking about his tattoos and like how he got thrown away as a baby, and like you see, like, you can see them like the story as it go as he talks about it on his back and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I thought you were gonna say Hercules because I was about to say Hercules, and then I was like, "Oh, this might be Drew's." Um, but then when I thought of Judy Hopps, in my opinion, she goes over Hercules like in my head. So she was definitely my favorite. But I thought you were gonna go for that, so I skipped out on Hercules. Honorable <laughs> mention: Hercules is awesome. Agreed. So our last little subcategory of characters, Drew. Who is your favorite Disney sidekick? So we got the hero, the villain, but we can't forget about the sidekicks that are along on the journey. Hmm. This is this is a weird one. I'm going to kind of steal a little bit from you here, and I'm going to go with live action LeFou from Beauty and the Beast live action. I love how they changed his character into like the fact that he can't decide if he's actually in love with Gaston or if he just really wants to be Gaston. <laughs> and like I said before, I like I love the fact that yeah. like he actually just has to pay for the people to sing for him. Like it's not just like, oh, we really actually like this person. No, no, it's LeFou actually just like really trying to support him. And then his turn at the, yeah, and then yeah. his turn at the end. I agree. When he's just when he starts, uh, was it, is it Miss Potts that he discusses it with in the middle of the fight? Like I just don't know if this is gonna work out. Like it's like being like super like I yeah, just don't know if I this is gonna so. work out between us. Like in the middle of all this chaos. <laughs> yeah. So who's your favorite one. sidekick? Um. Who? This is another one that I've really been thinking about. Um, all right, so probably not the first one that comes to mind, but he popped up, and I was like, "Yes," and I just couldn't get away from him. My favorite sidekick would have to be Doug from Up. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you define him as a sidekick, maybe you don't, but I think he's just a little—he did his part. And he did what he had to do to help Carl and Russell. And I just, I just, he's, he's funny. He's great. 
his lines are great and they always stick to you and yeah he's just a good dog so Doug is my favorite I didn't even think about the Pixar sidekicks because like Emil's so funny Remy's uh, Remy's brother yeah. Yeah, he's, a, uh, he's a good one Doug's a really mm-hmm. good one I still I love the moment when Carl like has his big comeback moment and like he's it's like I was hiding under your porch and he's like because oh, I love you because I'm oh, coming in the you. house really well you're my dog aren't you and, like that affirmation like ah oh. yeah that's a good moment honestly um I was going between um well first kind of Olaf came to mind. I'll give Olaf a little honorable mention shout out because he's just a great sidekick to begin with. Do I even have to explain? No, he's just great. Um, But I was actually going between because you said I didn't even think about Pixar because I was actually going between Doug and uh, Mike Wazowski Mm. because I I am a big Mike fan. So um, I was going between those two, but Doug won and I stick with my answer. Yeah, I yeah I, I would because yeah. also Mike I think count would I would almost count as more of a main character especially with the uh, the addition of Monsters University. Yeah, he does really shine in there. All right, so changing up just a little bit, let's go with the live action remakes. There's been a bunch of them. What is your favorite? My favorite live action remake is the Jungle Book live action. I absolutely love the movie. The creation is just incredible. Um, I I don't even really have much explanation. I just love it. That's a, that's one of my uh, friends. Like that's his favorite live action actually too. Um, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's good. I I remember seeing it a couple times. I mean, Bill Murray's really good in it, and I still love Bare Necessities no matter what. Yeah, I actually, even for my sidekick, Baloo came across my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I almost wanted just to mention him a little bit, but I guess I am now. But he did come across my mind, and then that's when I was like, oh, yeah, my favorite live action is Jungle Book. So, so what is your favorite live action? Um, I already mentioned uh, the live action Jafar, but I would say the live action Aladdin is my favorite. I... Yeah, I know it's not really? a, a, everyone's favorite, and I I can kind of understand what, where everyone's coming from, but I get so much heat for this one. Uh, it's I can remember I was so hyped for this movie, like ridiculously excited for this movie. I can remember I bought the tickets for like me and my friend. Like we got I got like the IMAX tickets, dead center row, reserved seats, <laughs> and everything like. He, like he, like he sat down. He's like, "Wow, you really thought this through." And like from like the moment it like it started, like I just had like a big smile on my face. I actually liked Will Smith's genie. Um, it was a, a little and it was different enough from Robin. You know who? Yeah, you can't top Robin, but I still like Will Smith's interpretation no. enough. And like I said, I love the Jafar um, change. Like I like the fact that he it's almost like a darker version of what Aladdin could have become if he wasn't the quote unquote diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's good. I never really thought about that till you said that kind of earlier too, but yeah, I, I like it, but that's what got me, I think, because I was so hyped up for it and it just didn't quite meet the expectations that I had and I was way too hype and then I watched it and I wasn't as hype after. I was like, oh, darn. Um, but that could be a whole discussion for that could be a movie discussion for oh, sure oh, in a yeah. future episode. But I agree with you, it's yeah, pretty I, good. Prince but... Ali, Prince Ali, that version, come on. That is, that is my favorite song on the soundtrack, I will say. Prince Ali was a great song on that, and Will Smith did really good on it. I do appreciate Will Smith taking Genie because Robin is like. I love Robin, so I was really like, Will Smith, if you screw this up even a little bit, I'm never going to watch this movie again, because you got big shoes to fill, and I believe I, like, I loved the little pause that in Prince Ali, like, like he's like, we don't go till you go, to the Sultan. We'll be here yeah. all night. Puts his hand yeah, down, and he break, like that does too. a little breakdown for the song. Uh, I, could, uh, I, I could talk about yeah, it all day. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, good one. Um, so, visiting back into the parks, get away from the movies. Um, what is your favorite snack in the parks? And yes, all across all four parks, which I know is probably really hard, but favorite. Uh, snack? I mean, someone asked me this before, like, um, I messaged you on uh, TikTok to ask me this, and I wasn't sure. Um, does like ice creams count as a smart one of the snacks? Yeah, as long as you can get it as a snack credit on the dining plan, okay. it's a snack. But yeah, then I would go with a Dole Whip. Then I'm gonna be basic and say Dole Whip. I I love it. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Basic. <laughs> I think there's a place that like, nearby me that actually has like the pineapple soft serve ice cream. It because they, they can't say Dole Whip, but. I, I go there just for that. Wow, let's, let's see. What's your favorite snack? Yeah. Mine is a Shajar Cat Tail from the Shajar Cat Cafe or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I just, I love it. I get it every time. It was kind of one of those like things I just ran into one trip. Like I was just hungry and I looked. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty darn good. I'll try one. And I fell in love with it. And now I get one every time. It looks so cool. I never actually tried it before. Like, it's just one of, like there's so many snacks I never actually have tried. But, like, that's one of those that, like, oh, yeah. that's one I really, really need to. Yep. You really, really need to. <laughs> it's good. So, moving on from snacks, what's your favorite restaurant in the parks? Now, this, uh, this one can be hard to narrow down. It really can be. Um, I have my favorite, but I have like an honorable mention that almost beat it out. But my favorite restaurant is 50s Primetime Cafe. I I have, again, a little personal bias. I have really good memories tied to this restaurant. Um, just my family and I going. We did some pretty cool stuff and we had some pretty cool interactions in there. Um I definitely know I can save my stories for other episodes, so I won't go too into it. But yeah, I love the atmosphere where it actually seems like you're in the 50s and how they treat you and 
just because every cast member is dedicated in that role and you know it so their food is super good because it actually tastes like home cooked meals because that's what it's supposed to taste like and yeah i absolutely love it that's my favorite but my little honorable mention that almost beat it out was be our guest because it's just amazing but 50s i like a little i never had 50s i really want to like I've heard good things. I really want to try the chicken there. Yes. And yes, the fried yes, chicken. Yes, I really want. I, I love fried chicken, so but I really need to try that. And I really want to try their peanut butter and jelly shake. I, they still have it. I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, I have too. I've been a little nervous to try it. Um, and usually every time time we go it's like an actual sit down dinner and they give you too much food where I would be able to actually enjoy the shake so it's definitely going to be one of those things where I either go just for the shake or I will get it with my meal and power through it but I have heard good things too so it's definitely something to try so what is your favorite restaurant Drew? Well I'm sticking to Hollywood Studios and I'm going with uh, Sci-Fi Drive-In and pretty much for the same reasons that you mentioned, like I just have like really close ties to that restaurant. Like that's the restaurant that I always picked when I was like a little kid to go to. Um, like, I don't know why, but like just the idea of like eating in the cars, which is always something I loved. Yeah. I, uh, I went there when I was really young, so I don't really remember it. I remember it being really cool, obviously, but I don't remember much of it, so I can't say much, but it does look Like, really the cool. food isn't the best and stuff like that, and I get that, but, like, I don't know, something about the atmosphere, I love the idea of it being a drive-in. I, it's just, I, I have good mm-hmm. memories at drive-in, so it just, it, that's another thing that just it adds to. And um, yeah. I'm probably, if I had yeah. to mention, I would say probably be our guest as well. I... I never did dinner there. I've done the breakfast, and I just love the gray stuff too much. Not to mention it. I do love the gray stuff. Yeah, I could go into that too. But we'll wait. Um, so yeah, sticking in the parks. Um, this is also a very broad one that's probably going to be a little hard, but you can do very specific something you have like with you, or you can just do a general category. What is your favorite merch? So do you have a certain merch item that you are like, absolutely. It's like your prized possession or just a general category, but favorite merch from Disney. My favorite merch would still have to probably be the pins. Like I save money at the end of the trip, just so that I can go to the Disney Springs, like the, like hut pin trading area. Do you remember that one? Like yes. where like all the pins are sold pretty much. Like I, yep. I can remember like the one trip it was like 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 you're really gonna spend $120 on pins? Like oh yeah. Like <laughs> like yeah I will put away so I will hold off on a souvenir so long and then just splurge there. Um, it's just when I was a kid, I started. I never really got into the actual pin trading, but just actually collecting pins is something I always do. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite merch to buy? <laughs> so, yeah, I knew exactly what you were talking about because 
I know we're trying to be different, but I can't get away from this. My favorite merch is pins as well. I am a huge pin trader as well. I love interacting with cast members and other people in the park to get pins. So I'm more of a trader. Um, and I do cheat a little bit. And before every trip, I actually go on eBay and buy like bulk. And I buy like a pack of like somebody selling a pack of like 20. And then I pick out a couple that I like. And usually they're like actual tradable ones. And I'm usually able to trade almost all of them for like good ones or better ones with other people and or cast members. So I'm one of those. But I do love the pins. I have a great collection. I love collecting them. Um, and telling my little stories of how I got the pin or like why it's my favorite pin. Um, but yeah, I was, I am a coffee mug collector too. So I will say that to be a little different. I have coffee mugs and I absolutely love this one. Um, actually I'm looking at them right now. I do have a coffee mug. That's the, uh, Thanos glove hand. It's the gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm new to Marvel part of Disney, so I'm probably not going to have terms right. But yeah, the gauntlet. I have his gauntlet as a coffee mug, so it looks like he's holding on to the cup with the gauntlet, and it's got the Infinity Stones. I, it's in my TikTok that I do edit with you, so that that's like one of my prized possessions. But I will say that pins are my favorite. It's funny I was going to mention mugs as well, just because like that's the only other thing that like I like every trip I have to buy a mug, at least one. And mm-hmm. I mean, the one I really still want to get is um the bottom half of the genie's face. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I've know why, that. but I just co- I generally collect like genie stuff, so that's just something like I have to get at some point. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite Disney catchphrase? It can be in the parks as well, but just like in general. Yeah, so I do have two, and I really cannot pick one. Um, So I'm going to mention two. I'm going to cheat. So my two catchphrases that you always catch me saying, no pun intended, um, I do love the end of Fantasmic when Mickey says, some imagination, huh? Like, I just, that's just like a symbol of Disney because it's all imagination and it's all create creativity. But when he does that, when he says that, I get chills every single time because that's my favorite part of Fantasmic is when he pops on the stage and says that. So that's just a basic love that quote. But then also to go on the more humorous side, um, one of my favorite phrases is um, it's called a salute to all nations but mostly America from Muppet Vision I just I love Muppet Vision and that's one of my favorite parts I actually have a sticker of Sam Eagle saying that on my water bottle that I'm staring at right now um, but it's just it, it, I laugh every time I know it's coming I know what he's going to say and I laugh every time and I think it's so funny so those are my two catchphrases. What about you, Drew? If I have to go with a favorite catchphrase, I'll stay. I'll stay in the parks, and I will go with 
Big Thunder Mountain, the uh, uh, like the safety warning once you get once you getting on. I yep. I can't help but repeat that every time, as they as they say it. Um, <laughs> the wildest rod in the wilderness. I can't. <laughs> I love it. Howdy, partners, for your safety. (laughs) Best remove them. Because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yes, that is a really good phrase. I didn't, I didn't, that didn't come to mind when I was thinking of phrases. Um, Another one, like a ride one that I just have to mention because I just love it is um, when at the end of Dinosaur, when you're like going back because the asteroid's about the hit and Dr. Seeker goes, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. And then like only one second later, you made it. Like, oh, wow. Yes, I was so worried. <laughs> I, I, I can almost feel that. But when the, when the, when the ride's rocking back and forth in that moment. as uh... And you have that halt. Ho- like that projection of the light, like the steamy green swirl. Yeah, that's like yes. the tiny one that's in front of you to show that you're traveling back in time. Yes, totally believe it. <laughs> I do love that. Um, so still sticking in the parks. Um, we gotta ask, what is your favorite cue? So this can be on, um because of the music it can be because of the detail it can be because of the length or like the what you get to look at maybe you interact with stuff in the queue but what is your favorite queue to stand hmm. in i i really actually like the posters in the philharmagic queue like the, oh yeah i, always, I, I don't know why cool. i always liked them i mean that's uh, i think that i really like and um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough to be bug. Also, you get that great tree of life view. Of and yeah, I'd have to give it up to those two. I mean, I really love the carvings you can almost find in the it's tough to be a bug queue line. Like they're not just like out there. Like, you have to kind of like, look around a little bit. But mm-hmm. what's your favorite cue? Yeah, this was a really hard one. Because um, I didn't know if I like wanted to choose, like, I like the music in this one better than the detail in this one. Or, like, I didn't know what category I wanted to, like, use to define my favorite cue. Um, but I guess I'm going to have to go with yeah i'll yeah i'll stick my ground to the first one i thought of and i'm gonna have to go flight of passage it's just it's so detailed there's stuff to look at and it's beautiful especially the outside like how can you not be looking around and just taking it in and it doesn't make it a bad wait even if it's over two hours i've waited over two hours for flight of passage and the queue did not 
make it that bad because there's just so much detail and then once you got in that big avatar body in the water is so cool and the little eggs and like they just you know they went hard and they success they successfully made this cue and i love it so that's my favorite. I, I just i just thought of it as you were saying i know the my i know my favorite cue i think it's going to be an Animal Kingdom still. It's going to be Expedition Everest. I love the fact that you really do feel like you're going somewhere. Like, it's not just, like, a part of, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, small world where, like, okay, we're in a, we're in a line. Expedition Everest actually feels <laughs> like you're going on a journey. Yeah, I was actually going to mention Expedition Everest as, like, a little, like, honorable mention shout out because that's another one where it's like it really leads you up to the ride and it gets you to think like oh my god i'm actually going to find a yeti (laughs) i do love that cute i also um little shout out too i want to make um not necessarily the whole thing but peter pan's flight when you get into the bedroom and tinkerbell is flying around the room and like you see this little light fly around the room and then like the objects in the room move as tinkerbell hits them i just think it's just one of those little details that makes it super magical and like everybody's always like oh my god it's tinkerbell and the fact that they did it where like the objects move and the little light is all around the room so you could actually follow it. I think that's so cool. So I gotta give Disney props for that. I honestly have never been in the Peter Pan flight uh queue after they did the remodel. I always mm-hmm. just get the fast pass. I can't do the ninety minute wait for that ride. I'm sorry. No, it's definitely not worth over I wouldn't wait over 40 minutes for Peter Pan. I haven't been on it in a while because actually the last time I went on it, we were standing in line and it was a short wait and it was one of the like, like we did it right before it closed. Like we honestly didn't care how long it was, but I think it was only like 40 minutes. We got all the way up to the front and it broke down. And they said like, they said you can... They, like, told us, they were like, you can leave because we can't honestly tell you how long it's going to be. Or you can stay and wait it out, but you might be waiting another hour. And we were like, no. So, it was a little disappointment. Um, So, I didn't actually get to ride it. But we got to look in the queue. And the Tinkerbell effect is when I, f- I first saw that effect. And I loved it. So, All right. So, last favorite. It's going to be a little bit harder I think favorite replacement in the parks mm. yeah this is a tough one and I know I thought of one earlier um okay yeah this is what I was going to go off of because I have a little explanation so Not saying that I didn't like what was there before. I just thought it was a good replacement. Like, I'm okay with it. And it puts me at ease that the other thing left. Um, Happily Ever After, Replacing Wishes. It, like, it had big shoes to fill. And Happily Ever After definitely filled it. And I absolutely love that show. It makes me cry every time. I do miss Wishes. So, like, not saying I didn't like Wishes because I really do. 
especially my little story tied to it. Um, but I do love Happily Ever After, and they did a phenomenal job, and they really kicked it in the high gears. So that's got to be my favorite replacement. So, Drew, what is your favorite replacement? Um, this one was hard to think of, really, but I, I'm going to go with the entire area. Um, the Mickey's old, like, fair. Do you remember that? Like, by Magic Kingdom? Toontown? I don't think it was. Was it Toontown? I thought they did, like, it was a, like a county fair, almost. Like, they made it look like it was, like, all fairgrounds, kind of. So, was that... What I'm thinking of is when you used to be able to go into Mickey and Minnie's house. That was a part of it, but it was also, like, I uh, like I have the picture. It was, like, um, it's when, like, Mickey's, like, in, like, a little, like, farmer outfit with, like, overalls and, like, a plaid shirt and everything. And, like, it was so, like it lo- it's supposed to look like crops were growing. That's where um, the Barnstormer ride was supposed to be initially. It wasn't supposed to be, like, a stunt show. It was the idea that he's, like, dusting crops. Oh. So I would say the replacement of like New Fantasyland is so much better. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you were going with like you love No, that I would old say one. New Fantasyland. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. I do love New Fantasyland as well. Yeah, I don't all I remember is before like New Fantasyland and Storybook Circus was like the Toontown kind of, and then you got to walk through Mickey and Minnie's house. Like, I just remember that, but I don't really remember too much more of it, but I remember it had always kind of sucked. <laughs> like, I didn't love it or anything, and when it got replaced, I was pretty okay with it, and New Fantasyland is awesome. Yeah, I and mean, going back to what you were saying with uh, Wishes, Tabby, or After, I, I liked Wishes a lot, um, but honestly, I, I've only seen Happily Ever After in pieces because my family refuses to stay still for that show. What? I know I'm terrible, but like, I cannot get them to stay still. Like, uh, uh, uh like, the, like, they're so like, let's go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad like three times in a row while everyone else is watching. Like, but I want to watch too. Yeah, that's that's sad because it's really good. I, I've seen it in chunks though, I, but I I'm going to sit there. I'm gonna be that person that sits there like three hours ahead of time and I'm gonna have a perfect view one day. Yes, you need to. That is the thing about Happily Ever After that I know a lot of people complain about is that it's so based on the castle projections you can't like be somewhere else and still get the full effect. Like you need to watch the castle projections in order to get the full effect um wishes that had a little more freedom because there wasn't as much castle stuff but um but i mean the castle projections are absolutely beautiful and they're worth going to see anyway so um but yeah you got to sit down and watch it because it's (laughs) life-changing almost all right, so that wraps up all of our favorites. I mean, there's so many more that we could talk about, and we actually cut out a couple because we just knew it would take too long. But um, 
definitely looking forward to a part two because you can talk about Disney favorites all the time. But to go away from our topic and to kind of signal our end of the show, our last little segment is going to be the Disney question of the day. And it is my turn to come up with a question. And it's a straight up answer. Just want to hear it. So kind of relating to right now, obviously the parks were closed for a while. They're back open, but limited stuff and everything. But all normality, like back, like don't even think about like the, what the parks are now, like take COVID out of mind. But once Disney goes back to whatever we wanted to find is normal. Um, so like if you could go back to Disney right now, what would be the first ride that you would want to ride? Like, where would you go if you kind of had the freedom? I know sometimes there's like you plan stuff accordingly and like maybe you aren't going on this day or whatever. But if you could just go to the parks right now and go on run ride because you miss it so much or like it's just your ride and you what would you go on? Hmm. This is not a straightforward question because this is hard. Like we got. Like, well, I know you it's gotta, hard, like, but like it's a uh, straight up answer. Like the parks. Uh, I would go with what I usually do and I would walk down Main Street. I would turn into Adventureland, keep trudging along, and head for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Solid. I, I, I love that ride. Um, and yeah, that, that's just something that like I know that I would immediately be so excited, so happy to do. What would be yours? Um, mine would be... Well, okay. Here's my... I'm just going to mention this a little bit. But I also want to put all things aside. But, I mean, if I'm really thinking about it, I think I would go on Splash Mountain because, you know, it's leaving. But... So there's my little thing. But I want to put that aside because if all was normal like Splash Mountain wasn't leaving and every ride was at the same level um just to pick one man I'm walking down Sunset Boulevard but do I want to go to the left to Rock and Roller Coaster to the right to Tower Terror I want to go wow it's hard you know, I'm going to go left and I'm going to go to Rock and Roller Coaster. It's just a favorite. I love the thrill. It's fast. I love fast. So, and I love Aerosmith. And so I got to listen to Steven Tyler scream in my ear while I ride it. So that's what I miss. And I would ride Rock and Roller Coaster. That's a good one. I mean, I think I'd probably still go with Tower of Terror just because that's, that's what that's gonna once again that's something that I would that I've done like immediately just first thing in the morning rush there mm-hmm. yeah it that's it I always am going between those two when you ask me my favorite ride I'm always going between those two when you're asking me what one I'd rather go on it's always going in between and sometimes I change up my answer but most of the time I probably will say rock and roller coaster but I do have again personal bias flag i do have a connection with aerosmith so like i saw them in concert i love steven tyler 
and I love Aerosmith. I grew up on them, so I do have that personal connection with them where I just need to hear the music and their voices. And the pre-show is my absolute favorite. I probably know every single word to the pre-show to Rock and Roller Coaster. Just like, I do know every word to the pre-show of Tower Terror, too. The little Twilight Zone episode, but I do know everyone to the Rock and Roller Coaster pre-show because I listen to it and I just love Aerosmith. I love watching them. So I do know every word. <laughs> and that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you for listening to us, the Lost Disney Nerds podcast. If you want to reach out to us or connect with us, you can email us at lostdisneynerds at gmail.com. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram at the Lost Disney Nerds podcast. And you can also find both Drew and I on TikTok. Drew's TikTok is at Drew underscore the Lost Disney Nerd. And my TikTok is at the Tallest Disney Princess. Give us a follow on there and stay tuned for our next episode.